0: Welcome to the ESPR podcast Inside Conflict with Moritz Ehrmann. So hello, once again, on our ESPR podcast, this time talking about, once again, a very, very interesting, uh, but also complicated case, the case of the conflict in Libya. So welcome to our episode on Inside uh, Libya. Um where of course over the past 10 years uh since the change of regime uh in Libya as a consequence uh, of armed uprising that resulted in the fall of the Gaddafi regime. Um armed conflicts continued in different scales amongst different parts of the country's country, tribes, and other societal groups until today. Um hopes that a government of national unity established uh, March last year with the support of the uh, UN mission uh, led by Mr. uh, Abdelhamid Adbeba would lead to elections and a sustainable uh, stability, unfortunately proved false once again. When elections uh, planned for uh, December 2021 simply haven't taken place until today. Um, this fact, uh, amongst other uh, accusations against, against the Prime Minister Baba uh, ultimately led uh, the parliament in Tobruk uh, to take action by assigning another government uh, to lead the country towards uh, these elections. Um, This government being led by the former Minister of Interior, Mr. Fatih uh, Bashara. So the conflict is again in perfect shape with both governments denying legality, the legality of the other. With me uh, today is a very eminent uh, expert on Libyan affairs, Dr. Uh, Faraj uh, Najem. Um, who is the director of the uh, Salaam Center, a government uh, think tank on, on current affairs. He is also a teacher of uh, public administration at Benghazi University and taught political science at uh, Omar Mukhtar University. He is also a widely known uh, Libyan author, historian, political commentator and advisor uh, on Libyan related matters and was a notable uh, member of the Libyan uh, diaspora in the United Kingdom. Welcome, Doctor. Hello. Pleasure. Yes, Doctor. So, um, you have heard my very brief and simplistic uh, description about uh, where we are in Libya today. Question mm. is how did we end up in this situation? And how might there be uh, a way out of this seemingly never-ending struggle for power?
1: Well, um, let me start by thanking you for, um, for inviting me and giving me, me, giving me this platform to, uh, to talk to you, but also to a wider audience uh, about a persisting issue uh, in Libya. Uh, what happens in Libya is no exception. Uh, uh, Libya has come out of uh, decades, at least four decades, of dictatorship, but also has uh, come out uh, uh, with a cesarean operation. It wasn't easy, so it's, it's a revolution. And as a reader of history, um, revolutions uh, are not a, a nice, a very nice thing. They're messy, and and the mess tends to to go along for a little while afterwards, and that's what's happening in Libya. Uh, uh, Libya is a is a very funny country uh, as compared to, to, to the neighboring countries. It's uh, it has a homogeneous population, uh, no religions, no sects, uh, uh, no races uh, to uh, to conflict. Uh, Libya is quite a oil rich uh, nation, has a small population a highly educated population mind you uh, not very skilled but uh, educated uh, has a wonderful location you know a gate to africa uh, it occupies the the longest strip of coasts on the in the southern flank of the mediterranean so it has all the recipe to be to be a success yet uh, libya is faltering is having a problem uh, maybe because we uh, we we were too ambitious. We were uh, we were dreamers. We were not uh, realists. You know. I think we we tried to uh, to microwave the history of Europe. Uh, you know, over centuries into a, a number of years, and, and to be democrats. Uh, I think that's that's proving to be an illusion. Uh, yet I think we uh, uh, this year is better than last year, and certainly last year better than the year before. So and and certainly the, uh, this decade. It's it's much better than uh, than the decades of uh, under Qaddafi. So uh, so uh, you know one cannot uh, regret uh, where they are, uh, but uh, we can be um, uh, uh, you know we. Uh, the problem is uh, uh, one American journalist uh, he uh, came once to Benghazi and he went uh, during the revolution and he went up to Lebrega, you know and Raslanouf where the uh, the the fight uh, were. And, and and he came back uh, with uh, with a conclusion he said uh, which I liked so much he said those people that don't know where they're going but they're gonna get there before everyone else <laughs> and that seems to be the case you know we, we don't know where we're going but we're gonna get there how when uh, this is something to be uh, you know to be guessed uh, so I, I, as you rightly see the situation is messy Um uh, there are uh, two rival governments uh, still uh, a regional uh, uh, division which is quite uh, uh, you know deeply entrenched uh, mind you the people they still flow from east to west and versa versa from to to east and the south you know and uh, you know there is no problem uh, per se between people but it's it's a problem between politicians and between uh, if you like political rivals whether they were uh, they were uh, military suits or they were the clerical uh, garments uh, it's uh, those who are uh, wanted to be in office and wanting to be in office, meaning that, uh, you know, you you have the wealth uh, and, and that's the, the, the biggest dispute in Libya. And um, uh, the, uh, the current government in Tripoli has uh, proven that very well, uh, that it's come for, uh, for, for for the wealth of the nation. And its opposition, uh, they're not innocent either. You know, they, they, wanted, their, uh, they wanted the seat. They wanted the, the crown, if you like. And so it's, uh, it's a struggle, uh, as Qaddafi once said. This is the struggle for, uh, for uh, power, for wealth, and for weaponry. You know, tharwa, sulta, silah. And uh, these three uh, proving to be uh, problematic for, for average
0: Libyans. This. very thanks i mean really interesting uh, perspective and interesting points that uh, you you raised here um i especially like this uh, this uh, this question of uh, or this analogy of uh, sort of you're going one direction but you don't know where you're gonna end up um this is of course not a very ideal situation um where do you think sort of ideally uh, the country could end up in in a in a midterm, let's say in the next in the next five years.
1: Well, uh, no one knows, uh, uh, to be quite honest with you. But uh, I tell you, uh, the problems that we we are facing currently uh, uh, they are small, as compared to the problems that we faced uh, uh, prior the the independence day, in 1951. In the 40s, after World War II. There were major problems, major division, okay? You know, we, we disputed everything. Even the name of Libya, it was a disputed. Tribalitanians wanted to call Libya Tribalitania. The Serenitians, they said, take a walk. We're not, not going to call it Tripolitania. We call it Tribalitania and Serenica. But it was the wisdom of the old man, King Idris, who at that time was Amir, was prince. And he said, no, 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 let's just... Um, you know, embrace the the name that the Italians have imposed on these three regions: Tripolitania, Cyrenaica, and Pazan, which is a, a Greek name anyway. And he said, "This is, uh, you know, from our past." He was so uh, so tolerant, so uh, he reconciled with uh, with with the past. He he even went before the time of Islam. He said, "You know, we are the production of uh, of great empires. You know, the Phoenicians, the Greeks, the Romans." the Arabs, the Turks, and the Italians, you know. And and he said, we must not uh, be ashamed of this past. And let's just um, accept it as it is, you know, since uh, the word Tripoli itself is is a Greek uh, term. You know, musrata is uh, is an Amazigh Berber term. Uh, uh, Benghazi used to be called Berniki, which is, uh, you know, Bernici, which is a Greek uh, queen who ruled this land. So he said, let's just accept it. So there were... Uh, three currencies, there were uh, two education system, uh, someone who wanted to come from Fazan to Tripolitania or Serenica had to get a visa, okay, in 1944, had to get a visa. He could enter Algeria or Tunisia because it was under the French rule, Fazan was. Uh, he could enter Tunisia or Algeria, but he could not enter Cyrenaica or Tripolitania unless he gets a visa. Despite all that, the, those problems, then they managed to reconcile, uh, bury the differences when the will was there, and uh, created a modern uh, kingdom, uh, was a, almost a constitutional monarchy, you know, with a great and very advanced constitution, the Libyan constitution of 1951. It was the first constitution to embrace the human rights declaration, which, was, which came only a couple of years before, earlier except for three issues, changing of religion and homosexuality and so on. These three articles, they left, but the rest, they embraced it all. In 1963, they gave, the, gave women the right to vote. So they did embrace a, a modern state, even though in 1951, those who were uh, graduates who had a uh, 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 modern uh, qualifications, like you know, bachelors or masters or doctorate, there were only less than 10 people in, in the country. Yet, they they set up a modern country. It was the first to gain independence in the Maghreb, and and they went on. But uh, this project of modern Libya was erupted in 1969 when Qaddafi came, and in the mid-70s, he embraced Nasserism, and he just messed up the whole country. But uh, that gives me a hope that, uh, you know, uh, when, I don't know when that comes, sit down and come back to our senses. I'm sure we will bury our differences Mm -hmm. And we will, uh, we, uh, you know, we have, look, we have the money, we have the brains, Mm -hmm. and we have the friends, okay, in Europe, Uh, you know, I'm sure, you know, despite all this uh, uh, intervention by European powers in America and Russia, but, uh, you know, one must not deny the fact that these people, they wish us the best, even Mm -hmm. though that sometimes they do interfere in our affairs, because there are interests in in Mm -hmm. doing this. And I think we we can sit down and, and do it and and by the way, uh, if I may add this as a last point before I give you the microphone in the last in the last ten years since two thousand eleven or two thousand and twelve rather we've had so many democratic exercises which are good, good now we know what it means to go to the ballot box hmm. uh, before you know uh, there are people who are who have lived in Libya for about fifty years never uh, seen a ballot box mm-hmm. no, we know what it means to withdraw confidence. we know what it means mm-hmm. to uh, to have a constitutional committee We know you know we're learning new words you know new vocabularies like amendment, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, strikes uh, boycott mm-hmm. um, uh, for vote of confidence and, and and to us that's that's very good that's very good even though it's painful. But sometimes it's good, you know. We 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 squander we squander so much money, uh, but uh, we as a nation we're learning the hard way, and and now it's when you go to cafes and even women at home, uh, they talk of this political language, this political mm-hmm. discourse. They use such words, which is uh, and it makes sense to them. They they understand what it means to be a president or a, a member of the presidential council, or a prime minister. They understand now the role of. Uh, of of the of the CBL governor and and they and lots of people are beginning to understand the difference between uh, uh, physical policy and uh, the, the other one what is it what do they call it uh, uh, finance arrangements mm-hmm. or whatever so so you know we are learning learning mm-hmm. even though the hardware learning but when are we going to sit down and sort out this mess. I wish I could tell you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, that uh, uh, I will scrap the next question from from my sheet because I was going to ask you when you think uh, the elections would actually take place, but I'm not going to ask you that now after hearing what you just said. Um, but something else that you that you also mentioned. So you mentioned uh, the friends of Libya, the international friends of mm-hmm. Libya, uh, and all those countries that yes are involved in in, in Libyans. Mm-hmm in Libyan affairs, for better or for Mm. worse. Mm. Um, Of course, many of them siding with one part, another another few uh, siding with another part. Um, Mm. How sincere do you think uh, has been uh, all these different actors or what is broadly also called different kind of actor, the international community, the United Nations, um, recently also the African Union. Um, how sincere have they been? How sincere are they in trying to uh, sustainably stabilize uh, Libya?
1: Well, they are sincere as long as we are sincere. Uh, and and this would answer your earlier question. Uh, are we going to have elections? As people, yes. we. Uh, there were 2.8 million have registered, 2.5. Picked up their uh, uh, voting cards, including me and my wife and my my four children. Okay, uh, but the 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 political elite, the, the the political class that we have, as as shown, and with no exception, uh, uh, they're not interested in elections because uh, if we we have election, uh, there might be a protest vote and they might be kicked out by the people by voting for for others, and, and so they are not really keen on this. Uh, the international community, let's start with the neighbors. Neighbors are very keen to see Libya stabilized, i.e. Egypt, they sincere in seeing Libya stabilized because uh, they're worried about their western border. Uh, so uh, so are the uh, our African neighbors, Chad, Niger in particular, and Sudan, Darfur, the Darfur region. And, uh, and, and I know that very well. I, you know, I I was the director of the Africa Research Question in Tripoli, and I went to Africa and I met Muhammad Al who who is the uh, now the president of uh, Niger. That time he was the foreign minister, and he was very concerned about the, the Libyan uh, Niger border, the Chadians uh, as well. I met Omar Bashir, who uh, who was uh, the president then. Uh, I met uh, Paul Kagame, who. Uh, was an, inspir- an, inspir- an inspirational, because what Rwanda experienced—that that gave me a hope that one day we will make it like Rwanda has made it after the massacre. Mm-hmm. That uh, that's so, so the Algerians are very keen that Libya is stabilized. Uh, Tunis or Tunisia rather uh, is is uh, organically connected to Libya, and and wh- whatever. If, if, if Libya uh, sneezes, they catch the cold uh, and vice versa, So uh, the, uh, especially when we talk about the economic ties between the uh, Tunis and, and Libya. And as well as our uh, European neighbors, you know, the, the Italians uh, very keen. I, only um, uh, the night before last night, I was with the Italian consul and the Greek consul. Um, Actually, the Greek ambassador uh, from Tripoli arrived to Benghazi today because tomorrow they are inaugurating the new uh, airport terminal in Benghazi. and they're very keen to, uh, to establish a, a, an air link between Athens and Benghazi, a response to the first airplane that uh, took off this morning from Benghazi to Istanbul. And now the, the relations with the Turkey is reestablished, uh, especially East Libya. You know, because they, there was a there was a problem between uh, Syrenaica and, and Turkey. Uh, so the you know everyone was you know I'm I'm sure they are wishing us the best because stable, uh, reconciled Libya is much better than turbulent Libya. And uh, and uh, I tell you there uh, there are lots lots of Austrian and German companies, especially involved in in, in heavy uh, deals in here would love to come back, and, uh, and they, they have been in touch with us, but uh, their foreign, their prospective foreign ministries uh, deny them uh, uh, access to Libya or do not encourage them to come to Libya. The Americans are very keen to, to, to come to Libya. Uh, last, last month, I was talking to the, uh, to the British ambassador in Tripoli. I was talking there for a long time, and, and they're very keen in, in, in coming back to Libya. Libya is, uh, is a big market. Libya is mm-hmm. loaded with mm-hmm. of money. And by the way, Libya uh, is entering a, a phase of reconstruction and basically needs mm-hmm. everything. Mm-hmm. Libya needs everything because Libya, Gaddafi has left it underdeveloped. You know, mm-hmm. uh, it's a rich nation, but we are a poor population. So we need to bridge the gap. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, yes, uh, people would love to see Libya stable. And, uh, you know, ideally... Um, Peacefully democratic. Mm-hmm. You know, so we mm-hmm. can see. But, uh, I mean, uh, Atilia. Um, I mean, we've had how many heads of states? I think, I think uh, mm-hmm. Abdel Jameel, Mgariaf, uh, Nouri Boussahmin, Fais, Sarraj, and now Nifi, about five or six. And we've had about uh, a similar number of prime ministers. Mm-hmm. In Gaddafi's time, this was not allowed. So, uh, you know, there is, uh, you know, we're learning the hard way.
0: Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, thanks a lot for, after all, a VADA, uh positive outlook. I do very much hope that, that it goes this way. When I had the pleasure of, of, uh, of visiting uh, Libya uh, late last year, I also had a f- surprisingly good impression, an impression that um, you wouldn't, get when you when you only read uh, reports when you only watch the media about what's going on in the country um so yeah I very much hope that uh, sort of this recipe for success that uh, at the very beginning of our conversation you you uh, you described um would actually bear fruits uh, hopefully mm-hmm. soon um and yeah, who knows? Maybe uh, in a year time from now we can sit together again and uh, and already celebrate that elections have taken place and uh, and the political struggle has has ended. And uh, yeah, and this this road towards stability, uh, return of uh, international investment and and international presence, is mm-hmm. uh, starting to uh, to manifest. Inshallah. Well, uh,
1: if, I, if I may just add something, it's, uh, i tell you something, um, two years ago, uh, we were fighting, today we are, uh, we're just exchanging mm-hmm. verbal abuses, <laughs> so that's, <laughs> that's,
0: to, yes, <laughs>
1: to, 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 to improvement, you know, we, we, you know, we exchange the V signs from time to time to each other, but it's, it's, it's getting better, uh, you know, uh, the current prime minister, uh, Fatih Bashar, who is commissioned by the parliament to take over, to take over from Dubai. Uh, he was fighting Haftar. Uh, the other day he came and he saw Haftar. And they sat together. Mm. And the amazing thing that when they meant it, to make a statement, then they said, shall we make a statement? And Haftar, he said to Bashar, you make the statement and mm. you read it. And we mm-hmm. stand behind you. We're not going to dictate to you to, you know, whatever you want to write, you mm-hmm. read to them. And we support you. Mm-hmm. And and that's it's, it's a, a major improvement. And the current prime minister in Tripoli, Beba, in two thousand eleven, he fled Masrata He was wanted because he was seen as one of Kadhafi's crooks. Okay, and 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 all his uh, uh, assets were under the supervision of the, the courts. Mm-hmm. Now mm-hmm. he is the, the, the prime minister of Libya. So, so things changing. Changing. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't be surprised. But um, you know. Please don't take it as uh, it's, it's all uh, rosy and very nice hmm. and <laughs> it, uh, one of the uh, Vienna streets. No. <laughs> it's, it, we still have problems. Uh, we still uh, struggle. We still have uh, provide services to people. And, uh, but at least the, the guns are silent, which mm-hmm. is uh, uh, very important. And I tell you, uh, if you compare what I'm, t- I'm talking to you now to what i was saying say 5 6 years ago uh, we, we've changed i, I mean even mm-hmm. the tone you know we were belligerent then now we are uh, reconciliatory mm-hmm. and and that, that that's an improvement in itself that's an improvement oh, yeah. mm-hmm. I, think we're, I think we i think we are on the right path but uh, it, it isn't easy it's a, it's a long uh, pumpy road mm-hmm. uh, but mm-hmm. uh, American journalists, we will get there. But when and where, we have no idea.
0: (laughs) Yeah, well, good. Let's hope for the best. Thanks a lot, uh, Dr. Faraj. It was really a pleasure having this uh, brief but very interesting uh, conversation with you. Um, Hope uh, to stay in touch. And... um, Yeah, here at the uh, ESPR podcast, uh, Inside Conflict, uh, we will continue uh, the conversation uh, on Libya um, again in two weeks' time. Uh, So stay with us and until next time.
1: Thank you very much.
0: Subscribe to our podcast or visit the website insideconflict.com. For more information about the work of the ESPR, visit aspr.ac.org. Until next time.